Coronavirus was a reminder to myself, a big slap in the face, that when times are going well, we need to prepare for the times that are going to be hell. What is up, everyone? I'm Kyle, and I am the host and founder of the Freedom to Fail podcast and Fail Nation, a community where failing while pursuing our dreams is a positive and taking uncertain chances is celebrated. This podcast is for those who have a dream of starting a business or doing something they've always dreamed of, but have been held back by their fears. Our purpose is to share the unsuccessful stories of successful people so that you can learn how to take the first steps towards achieving your dreams. You deserve to live a life full of freedom and free of fear. Let's do this. What's up, Fail Nation? It's Kyle. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because it is a solo episode. So this is the first time that I have ever done one of these, so bear with me, because I have no idea how it's going to go. But with everything going on with coronavirus, it's been a little bit harder to find people who are willing to get together with this, understandably so. And so it's made me really think about my podcast and try and narrow it down into what I really want to accomplish with it. So with that being said, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different and moving forward as well, it's going to be a little bit different. It's still going to have the same focus on failures and on listening to stories from people about how they've overcome failure, but I wanted it to have more of a broad reach for the entire world. And so each month there will be a solo episode with me where I try and give practical advice, where I share a little bit about my business life cycle from the past month. And then there's also going to be episodes with people who own small businesses, people who own large businesses, people who have just overcome massive challenges in life, regardless of what industry they're in, to be able to give you guys all a broad, all-encompassing source for helping you overcome whatever challenges that you're dealing with in life. So that's how it's going to look moving forward. And like I mentioned, I also want this podcast to be more applicable for you guys in your business, not just as entertainment, but provide even more value. So I'm going to try and do a lot better at asking specific questions from each of our guests that can hopefully help you guys know exactly which steps they took to overcome the challenges that they faced so that you guys can do the same thing too. So if you have any questions that you would like me to ask, Or if you or anybody else that you know would be a good fit as a potential guest on my podcast as well, you can send me an email at freedomtofailpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's freedomtofailpodcast at gmail.com with any questions that you want me to ask, any potential guests that you have in mind, or even just to communicate with me, give me feedback on what I'm doing well and what you would like to see from the future as well. So that's how it's going to look moving forward. Now I'm going to also take a little bit of time today to talk about something that's really been on my mind lately, and that is coronavirus. So I'm sure you've heard everything that you could ever have wanted to hear about coronavirus, but I don't want to talk about the virus itself. Rather, I want to talk about how that's affected me and how that has really changed the way that I do business and the way that I think about life in general. It really helped me get back to my roots 
and realize a lot of the things that I've been doing wrong in my life, especially in the past months. Because I, I thought I, had, I was doing well, but then, boom, I got hit hard with my business from coronavirus. And so we've been trying to, to recover from that. And it's made me realize that I was doing things really, really bad. So one thing that coronavirus has taught me or shown me and reminded me is the fact that we all have to be in charge of our own destiny. Yes, coronavirus happened. Yes, that was something that was completely out of our control. We can't control sicknesses. But what it taught me is that so many people, myself, 125 million percent included, were not prepared for anything like this. I, just speaking for myself, lived life thinking that everything was going to be good forever. So I didn't prepare for worst case scenario like this. I didn't have enough money in the bank saved up that I should have personally. I didn't have enough money saved up in the bank that I should have professionally for my own business. So when coronavirus hit, man, it wiped me out so, so much. When this virus hit, it made me realize that I was living paycheck to paycheck in the worst sense of the term because I was just like, well, everything's going to be good. I was planning what I was doing in the present based on potential future earnings, and that made things absolutely horrible. When corona hit, there were literally three weeks immediately afterwards that I had like zero work. We did two jobs in three weeks. That's a couple hundred dollars in revenue in three weeks' time. How are we supposed to live on that? How are we supposed to keep a business going? It's impossible. That was a big wake-up call for me. An interesting thing that I just learned while doing research for this is that 78% of people, according to careerbuilder.com, 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And what's crazy to me is that when we think of people living paycheck to paycheck, we think of people who are poor. But this is where it gets really interesting. 33% of people who make between 50000 and 100000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. That's above the median income of the U.S. I believe it's like $48,000 a year. Correct me if I'm wrong. The people who are making more than that, still a third of them are living paycheck to paycheck. And now for the even crazier part, one in four families who make more than $150,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. 25% of the people who we would consider wealthy could not live more than two weeks if everything went away. That's scary. And as the reality hits from coronavirus, we can see that. There are so many people who have been filing for unemployment so many businesses who are really struggling to stay above water because they weren't prepared for these moments like this. Coronavirus was a reminder to myself, a big slap in the face, that when times are going well, we need to prepare for the times that are going to be hell. It's been about a month now since everything's happened. And like I mentioned, the first three weeks, we did two jobs in three weeks two jobs. I was just sitting there. I had the victim mentality. And I was like, why is the government not giving me my stimulus check? Why is the government not doing this? 
why aren't people having me come out? Like, this isn't even that bad. It's not even that scary. And I was just playing the victim role to perfection, thinking that everyone else needed to do things for me. And then I read a book called The 12-Week Year. And if you haven't already, I highly, highly recommend it because it's about how to be more productive, how to get more things done in 12 weeks than most people get done in a year. That's the tagline of it. And I read it because I wanted to be more productive. I didn't realize that it wasn't just a productivity book. It was a book that really addressed the fallacies in the way that I was thinking. For example, in it, it talks a lot about accountability. And we hear that word a ton. For myself, it's one of the biggest things that I have tried to pride myself on. But in the past couple of weeks, I've realized that, wow, I suck at this. And I've been absolutely horrible at this lately. But there's one thing that I wanted to read in this book that really smacked me back into reality and helped me realize that I can't wait for anybody else. It says, all of us have a tendency to look outside of ourselves for things to change and improve. We are waiting for the economy to pick up, for the housing market to turn around, or for our company to come up with a new product, more competitive pricing, or better advertising. It's easy to become a victim to outside circumstances, spending time and energy hoping and imagining what our lives would be like if the world around us were different believing that these are the keys to improving our results. The truth is, you don't control any of these things. The only things you control are your thinking and your actions, but those are enough if you are willing to own them. I don't know about you, but that was a smack in the face when I read it because I realized I was just sitting at home waiting for the phone to call, waiting for people to reach out to me. That didn't happen because everyone else is scared as well. So what happened? I had to sit there and I had to make a choice. Am I going to keep doing things the way that I'm doing right now and potentially be out of business before the end of the month? Or am I going to completely change and do hard things and find results? Another quote from it, it says, the important actions are often the uncomfortable ones. And I've realized going through all this, I've lived my life in a bubble because I haven't put myself out to feel uncomfortable enough like I should have in the past. One of those things is phone calls. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I hate talking on the phone. It is one of my least favorite things to do in the entire world. And I'm not even talking about just sales calls. Family and friends call me, I won't answer. I will just literally look at it and let it go to voicemail and then text them back. It's not because I'm scared of them. It's not because I don't want to talk to them because I'm totally fine when we're together in person. But I, for some reason, absolutely hate making phone calls. And so with my company, one of the big things that we have is we have a huge list of past customers that is just money waiting to be made if we have people calling through to set up appointments. And I have tried so hard to avoid that since we've been in business. I've tried to hire multiple people. I've tried to do all these things, just train them to do it well. Every once in a while, I would find someone who would do well for a little while, or it was just a temporary gig. But then eventually they would leave for one reason or another, and then it would be open. And then we wouldn't have nearly as much coming in. 
And it's funny to me because repeat customers in my business and in every business are the easiest way to make money. It costs so much more money to acquire a new customer than it does to acquire a returning customer. It's so much more. So economically, it makes absolutely no sense to not reach out to those people. But I would much rather go knock on doors of people who I've never talked to before to try and get a new sale than I would make those phone calls. So I would try and outsource that job because I always hear too, do things that you like to do and are good at and then find people to do the other stuff. And that's true. But I think as a small business owner especially, you have to know what you're looking for in all of those jobs. You have to master those jobs first, regardless of how big your company is, before you can effectively hire someone else to do it. It doesn't mean you have to be miserable and do those jobs that you hate forever, but that's just part of life. You have to go through hard things and you have to do things that you hate and that suck before you can find any success. And I hadn't been willing to do that for more than a couple phone calls at a time. So get this. After that happened, after those three weeks, I made a goal. After reading the 12-week year, I made my 12-week goals that I wanted to do. And I set my plans. And one of them was to make 100 phone calls a week, to make 20 phone calls a day. And here's the crazy thing. I've done it for a week and a half now. The week after I did my first 100 phone calls, we had 18 appointments. Remember, the three previous weeks, we had two appointments total. The next week, we had 18. And then this past week, I went through and did all that again. And we already have 16 set up. And we haven't even started the week. So I still have other days to be able to make phone calls and get things set up. So it's crazy. You actually do the work. You find success. The other thing that I think really helped me is that when I was making those phone calls, I tried to be as human and as vulnerable as I could. So I would make the call, and this was literally what my pitch was. I would call and say, hey, this is Kyle with Majestic. I'm just calling because right now we're offering 20% off if you get your windows cleaned or buy a gift certificate before the end of this month. We've been hit pretty hard by everything that's going on. So I've been just trying to find creative ways to make it through so that we can survive. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'd really appreciate it. And I was just wanting to see if you were willing to help out. And it's as simple as that. I've had so many people just be like, yeah, cool. Right now, I don't want you to come out, but I'm more than happy to buy a gift certificate and you can come out in a month. So this was just a big reminder to myself that if you want different results, you got to do things differently. Just two weeks ago, I was sitting at home waiting for my phone to call. Instead, I switched it up and started taking the initiative and made a commitment to make so many phone calls a week. And just by being accountable to myself and not letting anything that's going on affect how much I work anymore, because I did in the past, that's changed everything. And so now, not only are we surviving, but we are actually doing just as much work per week as we've done in the past when we haven't been dealing with coronavirus. Get creative. If you have a business, find an offer that you can give them that's killer, something that you don't really offer ever. Don't take advantage of their humanity. Don't come up with a false sob story or whatever. 
but just be like, look, this is what's happening to me. I could really use your support. And this is what I will give you in exchange. You can't just sit on the street and ask for money. You have to give them a reason to be able to act as well. That was one of the lessons that I learned as well. And it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes of all time. I believe it was by a man named Spencer Kimball. And he said, any excuse, no matter how valid, always weakens the character. My character was down in the dumps a couple weeks ago because I was using excuse after excuse after excuse. I was saying, oh, the government this, oh, the economy that, nobody's going to answer their phones. Even after I started making those calls, I was still having the excuse. I'm not going to say that I have gone from hating phone calls to now loving it. Each day when I try and make my phone calls, it's a struggle to get to the first one because I try and find ways to talk myself out of it. So it's hard. But then I realized that when that happens, I'm only screwing myself over. It doesn't matter to anybody else. What I do or what I don't do doesn't really affect anybody else. It's only hurting my life. And so by not making that phone call, what happens? I struggle. I'm the one who's hurting from it, not the person who didn't receive the phone call because they don't even know that I was going to call them or not. So how would that affect their life? The only person that I'm hurting in those situations is myself. On top of that, not only have I been doing better with my business, but I also was like, hey, I want to make a little bit extra money. I decided that I was going to start selling cookies because I love baking. It's one of my favorite things to ever do. I definitely love sweets and sugar, and it's horrible, and I know I should stop, and I probably should change forever, but I, I will never do it because I just love it so much. I don't eat them a ton, and I try to maintain a healthy lifestyle, but at the same time, it's definitely one of my weaknesses. I've always had it in my mind that, hmm, maybe I can sell my cookies and maybe people would be interested in in it. So I posted on my Instagram page. I posted on my Facebook page and was like, hey, I'm selling these cookies, 10 bucks for 10 cookies. Let me know if you're interested. I also was like, I'm going to post in my community Facebook pages on the online Facebook classified pages and just see. So I posted probably like, 30 minutes of work to post and find those groups. I thought I was maybe going to get five, 10 orders, something like that. And from all of that, I got over 30 orders. So I made over $300 from 30 minutes of posting and from baking. Granted, I baked all day. It was like nine hours of baking. So it was ridiculous. But at the same time, Even after getting those cookies to everyone and after baking and after posting, it was very short amount of time and I was making more than 20 bucks an hour just as something that I was hoping to make a little bit extra. So I made hundreds of dollars that day. And I'm not saying this to brag because obviously it was one time thing that I've done so far. So it may be an outlier. Who knows? I just wanted to let you guys know that there are things that you can do to make extra money. I had never attempted selling my cookies, and yet I still was able to make a couple hundred dollars, which really helped me financially in all this hard time. So stop sitting on your butt and moping and waiting for the stimulus check if you haven't gotten it. Just get off your butt, go do something, sell it to the world, provide value in a way, and it's crazy what you can see when you actually take control of your life again. So this episode is a little bit shorter than most. 
I just wanted to get on here, explain what the process is going to be moving forward with the podcast, and also reemphasize the fact that just because things are going bad in the world right now and that things are a real struggle doesn't mean that your life has to be a real struggle. You can find fulfillment in your life by giving it your all with everything. And I can promise you almost without a doubt that if things aren't going as well as you hoped in your life or in your business, there are still so many things that you can do even if you think you've maxed out. Because I thought I was doing everything with my business, but then by reevaluating and seeing the things that were missing, I found hundreds of extra dollars a week, thousands of extra dollars a week actually, that were just sitting there untapped because I wasn't willing to do the hard work. So ask yourself, what things are you not wanting to do? Because those are exactly the things that you need to be doing. I hope you guys have a great week. Take all this stuff to heart. Stay safe out there. Keep social distancing, doing all that, because the sooner that we can beat this, the sooner we can go back to full speed ahead at making our dreams come true there. I'm Kyle Bringhurst, and you just listened to Freedom to Fail. Thanks so much again for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe to it wherever you are listening right now. And while you're there, I would really appreciate it if you take a minute to leave a rating and review. That definitely helps us appear more so that more people can hear this message. And you can also write to us at freedomtofail at gmail.com if you have any questions, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you know of someone who would be a good guest on the show, or you just want to say hi. Keep failing your way towards achieving your dreams. And we look forward to sharing a new awesome episode with you next week.